Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hey, everybody. It's Janet. And today is going to be a little different. I had told you in previous shows that I hope to have Mark Peebler on as a guest today. And he's, I guess his nickname is Dr. Dream, for those of you who know of him. However, he had a family emergency, so to speak, and he just said he would not be able to do the show. So we wish him and his family all the best. And the but you're stuck with me guys today so but i have a really great i have a really great show so um first of all i want to give some well first of all i hope everyone has had a good three weeks you know because i had the guests i felt a little disconnected from everyone i like being here talking with you every week and you know what so i've missed you I'm really glad to be back, and again, we do have a really great show today, and it deals with the heart. I think you guys will find it fascinating and um, really significant and important, too, especially for, um, well, for everyone, because even though I'm going to be doing a healing on Alicia and on her heart issues, and I'll explain a little bit later, and I'm also going to be doing a healing on the heart of the planet the planet Earth. I know it sounds a little weird, um, but I will fill you in. I think you'll understand it when I'm after I explain. But meanwhile, I did do the last time I was on, I did a healing for the planet. If as you guys may or may not remember, if you if you didn't listen to it, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the archive show. Um the I had decided that I would do a healing on the planet on the drought in Southern California because, as most of you probably know, if you don't live here, it's pretty severe and has been very severe here for a number of years, and it's just getting worse. And so that was my thought. But the Higher South had told me, no, no, on the radio with all the people, all the energy that are involved in the healing and that can add the, their energy to the healing, they said we want to go global-wide. So I did. I did a healing on the entire planet. I can't barely repeat it because it was so out there, so to speak, that <laughs> if I'm not in it and doing it, it might sound completely silly if I try to just give you a recap. So again, please listen to the archive if you're interested. But I wanted to give you some feedback. Those of you who are in the Southern California area or or in California at all might know this already. But the well yeah okay <laughs> um in you know in california we had uh this as, as you know this terrible drought but since i did the healing it's rained three times okay so maybe that's just a coincidence i don't know but then i read in the paper that there's a phenomenon that goes on in the west coast uh 
that the people on the West Coast know about, know about. It's called the El Nino. And when the El Nino phenomenon is here, there is they notice some slight shifts in the ocean temperatures in certain places and in the flow, and I don't know all the details. But when there is a an El Nino, sometimes it means we get extra rain. Now, we've been reading over the months that there is an El Nino, but it was a weak one. And I just read in the paper this past week or two that the, the this El Nino now is becoming very becoming it looks like it's becoming a strong one. Now the reason why that's exciting is that when it's a strong El Nino, most of the time it brings a lot more rain. <laughs> so it bodes well. So anyway, I'm excited about the healing that we're going to do on the earth uh, at the end of the show or the second part of the show. The first part of the show, I'm going to work on Alicia. Now, you may remember her. I have been working with Alicia off and on over the months. She was born as, you know, and had, I think, heart surgery within the first three days of her life. And she's had several more surgeries. I've worked on worked on the the whole issue. She had collapsed lung. She's had, you know... Uh, problems with the, her blood and all sorts of things. And over the months, from time to time, when I'd work on her, I'd worked on every as many of those issues as, as, as I could and the time allowed. And I heard from her mom just a week or two ago, and it looks like Alicia is going to need a heart transplant. There was a healing I did where I saw the higher self give her an energetic new heart. I don't know if any of you remember that. But at the time, I thought to myself, I wonder if this is a precursor for a heart transplant. I didn't say anything on the show because I didn't want to plant any any seeds that I didn't need to plant. So, But when, when her mother, Denise, told me that Alicia did need a heart transplant and was going on the heart transplant list, um, I, I remembered that and I thought, okay. But she has gotten the energetic new heart, which to me uh, is a good thing, and we will empower it today in the healing. But but the reason specifically she wanted the healing was, I think it's on the 28th of this month, Alicia has to have some open heart surgery and have a pacemaker put in because one of her ventricles, and I don't remember which one, is severely... Uh, problematic and she needs the ventricle she needs the pacemaker to stimulate the heart on a regular basis so that the heart will continue to to beat while she's waiting for the transplant. So this surgery alone is serious enough and so I just jumped right on it and told Denise that of course I would do the healing for Alicia. And because I was doing a healing on Alicia, and because I was so excited about the news with the the El Nino for California, you know, and we've actually gotten almost an inch of rain since I did the healing, and the average for May is 0.26, so it is above the average, so that, you know, it could all be coincidence. Of course, we can't compare what would have happened had I not done the healing because, you know, I did, we did do it. All of us did it. So we can't compare, for sure, we don't have a control group. We don't have, you know, one earth over here that didn't get the healing and one earth that we did do the healing on, like in a true scientific experiment. 
you know, we don't have that control group, but maybe it isn't just coincidence. Maybe the healing really did help. Of course, I don't know anything about the rest of the world. So I don't know if the rest of the world was helped. I have to think because I did not focus in any way specifically on Southern California. It was truly a healing for the entire planet. But Southern California seems to have gotten some results, some shifts. Maybe we're not out of the drought yet because we aren't. But it really inspired me to continue to do work on the planet. So that's why today when I was going to work on Alicia's heart, I thought to myself, I want to work on the heart of the planet. Now, okay, everybody will say, like I did, what the heck does that mean? Because the Earth doesn't have a physical body like we do. I mean, you know... Human beings have hearts, animals have hearts, plants don't really have hearts, and either do minerals, and either does the planet in the way that we think of the heart, because our heart is a physical part of our being, and we call that organ the heart. But we also use the term heart in a different way. We use it at the, such as the heart of the matter, or the, you know, the important significant element of something. And so I thought to myself, there has to be, because I've told you guys, all souls have chakras, okay? All souls have the pure soul essence. All souls have the etheric bodies. We may not understand how it works at those lower levels because we just can't picture it in our mind, you know, <laughs> we just can't figure it out. What would be in an etheric body of a, of a mineral or what would be in an etheric body of a plant? We, we can't anthropomorphize enough at that those lower levels. We just can't see it. So, you know, this morning I, you know, I'm confident though, you know, I'm, I'm thinking when I pick the show, I'm thinking, oh yeah, I can do it. I don't know what it means, but that doesn't matter. I think I've told you that I've had a couple of clients that don't speak English, and they got significant results. So I know we don't have to understand everything to accomplish something. We don't have to believe in it. The higher selves, as you know, always ask us to stand between belief and disbelief, and I just know if the planet has a soul, that there's something related to the planet that could be symbolically the heart. So I went and I asked the higher selves, and here's what, what they told me. Well, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'll explain all this when I get to the planet. Let me just start with Alicia. Um, I'm sort of going off track here because I'm so excited about the planetary stuff. Um, but I will tell you all of that, what the what the higher self told me about the heart of the planet. And, but I do now want to get started with Alicia. I don't think that Denise is able to listen live, so she will hear it after the fact. Hopefully, Alicia will listen. Alicia's life is pretty much taken up with her health matters, and I don't know that she uh, gets a chance or thinks even to listen. But in any case, she doesn't have to listen in order to get the help. And I want to encourage everybody who's listening to the show to work on their heart, their energetic heart. If you can relate to, and and when we get to the planet part, if there's some part of your energetic heart, not just your heart, the organ, but the energetic heart. Or if you can relate to heart issues, or maybe you ha- you don't have any heart issues yourself, but you know it's possible some relatives, some 
your parents or aunts and uncles or grandparents <coughs> have heart problems or circulatory problems or respiratory problems or whatever, if there's something tied to the physical heart, uh, please work on yourself. Also, when we set up the rim of the wheel, call in any souls that you know that might have heart problems. I'm. This is a very key thing to work on because heart issues are big for many, many people. It's a, it's a pretty large pattern that we have as humanities, especially as we get healthier in a way and live to be older, we often run into to these uh, issues with the heart even and then we have better health, you know, better health uh, or medical answers and solutions and help for heart issues. So we will live through heart issues and maybe an initial heart attack or angina or something like that. And there, and then we run into, you know, maybe years or decades more of dealing with heart issues. So just because we have... I mean, and great, we have the extra time. I don't mean to put that down, but I'm just saying heart issues can be can dominate in certain people's lives, certain families, certain societies, certain whatever. So it's a it's a really important thing. And when we get to the planet one, you're going to find that the heart is bigger. The whole issue about the heart is bigger than just one organ. And you might really get a lot out of that part of the healing. So I encourage everyone not only uh, to take part, but I also appreciate everyone in the energy that they provide because it's been clear the higher self have told me that because of this, the larger listening audience and because we have it on archive and every time it's played, I want to remind you guys, every time it's played and whoever is listening moves back into the amalgamated state we have the healing happening again. So it's a wonderful way to you know, it's a it's a it's a it's just it's a it's a wonderful way to really um keep the healings going. Now you know what I just remembered that I didn't give you the feedback on Ernesto. Now do you remember Ernesto guys? I can't remember. I might have done him Maybe I did the planet one before Ernesto. Oops. But in any case, I did him recently, and I don't believe I ever gave the feedback. So I want to remind you, okay, he <clears throat> he wasn't show, sure which way to go. And when he was interviewing, he was looking for a job. And when he was interviewing, in each interview, we'd be kind of excited. And then he'd leave the interview and say, and he'd think, oh, gosh, what if I go to that job? If I go to that job, maybe it's the wrong job, and maybe I'm just going to then have to find another job. And he had all these doubts and all this uh, confusion about it. And then he, he was worried, though, that he was now stuck because he couldn't, couldn't decide. And, in fact, he wasn't offered any job at that point. So he was just kind of a mess about the whole thing, and he and he didn't want to be stuck anymore, and he wanted to move out of this. Um, and he thought he could also be... A, robbing himself from opportunities because he was hesitant. So anyway, I've heard back from him. Now, he was one who couldn't listen. This is, this is very exciting. He was the one who could not listen live. And he has told me, he wrote me, and he said he really had, had a lot of 
misgivings or doubts, I would guess you could say, I can't remember his exact words, about getting a healing when he couldn't listen live and just what it was going to be like to listen to the archive show. And this is what he said, because he listened after the show. He said, when I was listening to the healing, I felt like a lightning shock that went down my entire brain. Usually I only feel part of the top of my head tingle when meditating, but this caused a more powerful sensation. I believe it was at the point when you were talking about wisdom that I had slash have uh, that was not accessible to me. Uh, he, he thinks it was that's when he got the shock. And he said, today, I've noticed that I feel my third eye always there. I usually only feel it when meditating, but I can now feel it even when holding a conversation with someone. Now, I wanted to tell you in a later email, he said, I forgot to tell you that he that I got a job and he's really happy in the job. He's very excited. He's learning a lot and it's turning out to be, for the moment, the right job for him. So that's the feedback from Ernesto. I'm sorry I kind of got moving on to the healings before I gave you that feedback. Uh, but it was really, um, I reminded myself of it because of the fact that it was he was listening to the archive show and he had a very profound reaction in the moment. It really meant, you know, did a lot for him. And then he also got the job. So that was great. And that was listening to the archive show. So again, guys, this is important, the archive shows, because it brings you into the state of amalgamation. And we're working in that forever now moment, the past, present and future now. So it doesn't matter if you're moving into the amalgamation, it doesn't matter whether it's a live or archived, you can, you can be getting the healing each and every time, even the, even the live show that you're not listening to, you get healing because I bring you in. And then in the archive show, because it's brought into consciousness, there's more, perhaps a more profound feeling about it. So it's all good, guys. It's all good. Okay, now, I'm a little discombobulated today. Excuse me. But anyway, now we're going to move into Alicia's healing of, of her heart issues, trying to prepare her for the surgery and trying to bring her to a place where finding the the heart, you know, you know, that she can bring in the heart for transplant, you know, in the highest ideal for her. Okay. So I want everyone to get comfortable. You maybe aren't used to me <laughs> because I was gone for a couple of weeks, but I really want you to quiet the mind, take a deep breath, and or two or three, be comfortable, and just listen to my voice. Using it, it's just a simple technique to bring that focus of attention in. I'm focusing on my words, so that's how I bring my focus of attention in. And all of us now are bringing our focus of attention to the right now moment. And I see the now moment already being activated. Uh, the symbolic wheel is already present and many, 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 many of us are on that wheel. And I would, before we continue, why don't we just, I would like all my listeners, whether it's live or archived, to call in any other souls, known and unknown, because there may be souls that you're not, you don't remember but the higher selves will know. And I want you to place them all 
on the rim. And the rim now is growing much larger. Many, many souls came in. I'm not good with numbers, but it's just much, much larger now and fuller. It was it was large enough to have a few empty spaces. Now I don't see many empty spaces. And the wheel is just, uh, the rim is just moving, expanding very, very large. We're, we're really working uh, a huge amount. I do, I would say, interestingly enough, okay, um, I don't know why this is showing me, but I'm seeing people from the Orient on this wheel. I, I think it's just being brought to my attention to indicate that it isn't just the United States, it isn't just people who speak English, but many, many people know many, many others. And so we're bringing in people from around the globe because whatever listener knows people in Japan or whatever listener knows people in Russia or whatever, we have now we're bringing in people globally in a very massive way. I, I really feel, and this is exciting for me because being in, you know, being a show in English, of course, many people speak English around the globe. But there are many people who do not. So for me, it was there was a, more of a limit. But because of the idea that we can bring in other people that we know, it means that really it's reaching out. This this healing is reaching out to oh so many. Now we're activating the focus of attention to now expand into the forever now moment. And it is, it's beyond huge. I cannot even envision it. It's so large because it has to encompass the totality of the soul process for every individual here on this wheel. And it's past, future, past, present, and future listeners. So there are, it's just this forever now moment is humongous. And so I can't even pay attention to it. It's just so far out of my visual field. But we know the higher self can handle it all at once. The originating source has no problem. It's like a drop in the ocean for them. But this forever now moment just spans, goes across spanning the universe, known and unknown. And it's just huge. So it's that time-space continuum, if you guys remember that term that I used to use on a fairly regular basis. Anyway, so now we're going to begin to focus on the, oh, I am, well, I was thinking of calling in the planet Earth, but I think I will wait for that particular healing. Um, right now, we're, we're, we're working on the Earth's children, the, the life forms that the Earth supports. So we will do the Earth in the second part. Now, the, I would like us all to focus on the pure soul essence that we all carry. And to, we can imagine it to be the sunlight within. Whatever symbol works for you. And we're now using the focus of attention to expand the pure soul essence, to move it in through and around the totality of our physical body, in through and around the t totality of our etheric bodies. We are just expanding that light, and it's just filling, 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 filling this huge forever now moment. Even though I can't see it, I just sense the power of this pure soul essence light. It is our purest 
most perfect and most potent point of power. It is what does the healing for us. And by focusing on it, becoming one and amalgamating with it, we are giving it permission to move into the free will arena that we live in as human beings. And we are inviting it in, giving it permission to do the healing for us today. So it's a very important part of the process to do this amalgamation. I also ask that we become one with the originating source, and I see the originating source engulfing the totality of this forever now moment, understanding that for the originating source, it's but a drop in the ocean, as large and huge as it is from our point of view, from the higher, more, you know, highest frequency levels of the originating source, it is easily assimilated, easily engulfed, and we are now we have in this way given permission for the originating source to be directly involved. It's our guarantee that we will be working at the very highest level that we can. Okay, I now am seeing, I'm activating the rainbow bridge. It's all happening kind of automatically now because I do it on a regular basis and we're all connecting from the chakra level to the chakra's our chakras to the originating source chakras, and we're also activating not only the connection between the chakras using the rainbow bridge, but we're also activating the bridge itself. And all of us create a spoke right to the hub, and at the hub, the higher selves are bringing in Alicia. Now, Alicia is fully amalgamated as well, and she is present um, Okay, the symbol I, I'm getting for her is that she is lying down. She um, looks like, I mean, of course, it's just a symbol. She, very, she might not even be in the hospital. She may be just at home walking around. But the symbol I'm getting is that she's lying on a hospital-type bed that is slightly raised. And, but she's lying on it, but she's not lying flat. It's slightly raised, like she's on a few pillows or something. But it's the bed itself is raised. And she is, um, I'm really picking up a, you know, a, okay, I would say a preoccupation. Now, it's all normal. Now, this is, please understand that uh, whatever I say is never meant to be any kind of criticism or judgment of any sort. I just speak what I feel because I'm picking her up at the inner levels not the conscious level, you know, I'm dealing with her at the unconscious level in this healing. So it's what's carried at the unconscious level, and she may not even have that, have it that much in her consciousness. So if Denise and or if Alicia, you're listening to this, please understand I'm picking up some unconscious things, which you may not even be aware of at the conscious level. And what what I am seeing is that is a very deep uh preoccupation or focus on the illness pattern, on the heart issues. And this, of course, would be normal. She's had a problem all of her life. But we want to uh, begin working simply by uh, 
releasing and dissolving and neutralizing as much of that preoccupation with the illness pattern as we can because it's only reinforcing the illness pattern. And it's not just from this life. She would not have come into this life, and I think I've said it before in other healings, she would not have come in and had to have heart surgery within the first three days of life if she hadn't already had a rather significant illness pattern. So we want, I'm pretty sure I would have worked to release it before, I don't remember, but I want to release it again. It is really important because this because illness makes us feel helpless, hopeless, and uh, disabled in a lot of ways. We just can't do what we want to do. We don't have the energy. We don't have the strength. We we have to follow certain protocols in order to maintain, to stay alive or to maintain health in any way. We have to take a lot of medications, which in some ways might help us, but there's always those back side effects that, you know, aren't pleasant or, you know, we have to suffer through because we, in order to get the part that's good for us, that's keeping us alive or that's keeping us as best we can be in other ways. So we want to release all that illness pattern again, and we want to release the focus. Now, what I want to do is I want to figure out why there's this this intense focus on her illness. Um, I'm trying to figure out why. What is the pattern is what I mean. What's the pattern from the soul level that has brought in the pattern and that has, um, okay, well, the first thing that's coming up, and I don't think it's the only thing, but it's the first thing that's presenting itself, so I'm going to just start with that, is that it is a way to get attention. It's a way to feel loved because there's a part of her that feels unloved. There's a part of her that feels unimportant. There's a part of her that feels unseen. Now, that is almost the heart of the matter, is that she feels like she's been unseen. And it doesn't mean that she's been unseen in this life, but in all the other lives, that feeling of not being seen, not being noticed, not being acknowledged, not being counted, not being important or significant, has kind of eaten away at her love of herself, her feelings of self-worth, her feelings of value and all of that. And so I, so the illness pattern, at least in part, because I'm just starting here, has something to do with feeling unseen. And by bringing in the illness, bringing in an illness pattern, which she's had in other lives, not just this life, it, it kind of, forces people to see her. It forces people to focus on her. Now, it's not coming from an egocentric place at all. There's no ego here. This this is desperation here. There's a desperation of being almost lost when nobody is noticing you, when nobody is acknowledging you or barely acknowledging you. You feel you can feel lost, and she has. She's felt so lost and so unimportant and so unseen that there's it's just devastating and, and desperate. She's desperately trying to reach out. She's desperately trying to find a connection. Now, 
this is telling me too that there's a disconnection from herself because bottom line guys you probably all know at least theoretically that we need to see ourselves we need to value ourselves and and love ourselves it isn't up to uh, other people of course we, you know, if we don't love ourselves, we're often going to bring in people that don't love us. And maybe we don't love ourselves because eons ago, when we were starting to go through a different lives, we had people that didn't value us. You know, we had we were in tough situations. So it's it's a big, complicated thing here. So I, but I really feel it's important that we help her release the lack of love for herself, the lack of being able to see yourself, the lack of self-connection, the lack of connection to her, the heart of who she is. It's all around love. There is a total lack of self-love here, total lack of self-connection, self-acceptance, self-worth. And I want all of that all of that lack to come out. Now, I want to focus. She's still on that symbolic hospital bed, and it's as if she is sending out these, like, gushers of these issues that, as I've been naming them. And I'm calling on, I want to activate the divine higher heart consciousness. It's a powerful, powerful energy. It's part of divine love. It is the highest level of divine love we can handle on the as human beings in the human dimension. And so I'm calling on this higher heart the divine higher heart consciousness or however you want to say it. I want to call on that and I see it moving in through and around her and it's moving to her heart center. It's moving right to an engulfing and bathing her actual heart in that feeling. I want to call on divine connection also to move in. Um, There was a very big hole there. Uh, Okay. Okay. It's important for her to know the heart of who she is, her own purity and perfection, her own value, her own worth, her own uh, gifts and talents, who she is. And there's a there's a part of her that just feels so empty as if she doesn't even exist. This is really, really a tough pattern. It's really deep and it's really painful for her. So I see kind of a big cavern symbolically and I want to open up it's as if it's been closed off in some cave somewhere it's been a cavern or part of the cave somewhere that has been closed off for centuries and millennium eons of time and the cave around it kind of knows it's there but doesn't even want to open it because it houses a bunch of yucky gaseous poisonous, toxic stuff in there. So it's this part of her that feels it's so empty is is carrying some really toxic, very uh sad and 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 
and ne- negative and empty and just really horrific kind of feelings. And she doesn't want to open that cavern. But we're going to, um, I'm symbolically moving up to the bed and stepping right there, right next to her and taking her hand. And I'm saying to her, Alicia, I'm right here with you. We're going to open up this cavern, this part of you that is so, you feel so lost. You feel like you almost don't exist in there because it's so poisonous, so to to speak, that if you went in there, you wouldn't exist. It would literally kill you off. I mean, the fear of opening this cavern is very large for her right now. And she's starting to cry and she just feels she's not sure at all that she can do it. And um, I'm seeing, interestingly enough, and it's bringing tears to my eyes, there are, there's, there are people that are coming along down one of the, one or two or three of the spokes and moving up, holding each other's hand, and then there's one person holding her other hand. So she's got people on both sides of her, both sides of her, that are showing her tremendous support and encouragement and giving her as best we can the the strength to face opening up that big cavern where she feels she can't look at that she's lost to it's just so it's a part of her that just is so lost she can never connect with it and so i want to explain that it's not <clears throat> it's <clears throat> excuse me the way that we would open it we would open it and let all of those toxins and poisons and and emotional upheavals and pains and traumas we'll let that out into the light you don't have to feel them we're just going to let them in the light and allow them to be dissolved and neutralized it's kind of like opening a pandora's box but instead of spreading all through who you are all the ills of the world the ills within that cavern are going to move into the light and just be immediately neutralized. And she feels it's okay. And so symbolically, I'm taking light and I'm just creating a doorway. I'm sorry, guys. I'm creating a doorway with a laser kind of light, just making a uh, circular hole in the wall of this cavern and I'm using the vacuum to pull the stone aside, the, the symbolic stone, and allowing now the, all the ills that she's been carrying there to, and it's just pouring out. It's gushing out. I'm asking for the divine, any divine energies that are needed to move in through and around to help with the gush. I want the, the vacuum to help pull the, the, the vacuum of light to help pull all those pains and suffering and fears and feeling like you're nothing, feeling like you're lost, feeling like you're uh, unknowable, unseeable, unworthy, just so much unworthy feeling, feeling, uh, feeling like you're a shell of a person. She feels like she's a shell of a person. And the reason is that this, at the heart of who she was, she had this kind of big part of her closed off. It was almost as if she was only the shell around it. She wasn't whole. There was a feeling of being uh, unwhole, 
like she was completely lacking something because she'd walled this part off. So we're letting it we're just letting it all come out and and as it moves out there's more there's light moving in and that the higher heart consciousness light is moving in. It's filling up the whole with the space that's being left empty, the higher heart consciousness, the divine love is moving in and filling that hole. Also, we want to fill it with divine wholeness, divine acceptance, divine forgiveness, divine nurturing, um, divine vision, divine value, all of these things that she felt that she was lacking. And we also want to put in it divine hope. Now, divine hope was what she didn't feel she had. And so we want to put in divine hope here. I'm also seeing symbolically her heart right here. So the heart now is filling this space. It's not just in the outer, you know, on the outside of it, feeling empty, feeling unnurtured. It's right in now in the heart of who she is and the heart of this cavern that was that was a cavern, but it is now filling with divine love. And the heart itself, I feel, is really beginning to beat and to pulse in a way that is exciting. It's 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 got more uh, life, more. Uh, it's more vibrant, it's more viable. Now, I don't mean to say that she doesn't need a trans, a trans, uh, she doesn't need a new heart. It's not to say she doesn't need a new heart because she probably does. I'm not a medical doctor and I'm not trying to say, oh, we can heal the heart she has and she won't need it. But what I like is the energetic heart coming into the fruition and we don't have to have um, that kind of vitality, that kind of uh, love, that kind of hope, that kind of um, beauty and and self-acceptance and self completion, we can have it now before the transplant. We don't have to have it after. We want it now. We want this to bring in by bringing in and creating divine heart and bringing in the vitality. It is going to attract in what is needed, whether it's this heart she has moves into a state of healing or she brings in a transplant that's going to bring the vitality that's going to mirror this heart's vitality on the inside, the the transplant is going to be uh, mirroring it. Whatever happens, we want the the real, actual heart to mirror this beautiful, vibrant, vibrant heart. Now, what I'm seeing is that she's sitting up from the hospital bed. She's moved her legs over to the side, and she's sitting on the side of the bed, and she feels like she can breathe better. I want to bring in divine breath, too. It's really important because the whole respiratory and circulatory systems work so so together, intertwined in our bodies, that we want to bring in divine breath, divine circulation, divine health. And 
what I feel from her is that this there's been a shift and that she's she's like thinking to herself, you know, I'm not my illness. I'm not my illness. I'm more than my illness. I have more to become, more to give, more to receive, more to experience. And so she's moving out of that focus that we started with that was just all about her illness pattern. There's now a feeling that there's more, that she can be more. There's, there is hope here. It's as if her viewpoint is expanded because a lot of the, a lot of layers have started to come off. This is very exciting, guys. There's a determination that's come into play here, a big determination to, to get through this and then move on. She's, I, I really am excited about this because this is important to have that inner decision or that inner determination come into play here. So I want to activate that, empower that with as much divine determination, as much divine vision, divine focus, divine unfoldment to allow her to move into the rest of her life, getting past the heart issues, moving into having a real uh, vibrant and um, life where she can become and be what she wants in this life. And so she's excited because, and I do feel like a significant part of this illness pattern has been released. It's really, you know, I'm sure there's residue and dregs and and stuff left over, but it feels really significant what she did. It feels really significant. So now what I want to do is I just want to check She's not really ready to stand up from the bed. She's not quite moved all the way from getting out of that symbolic sick bed, so to speak. But she has taken some really big steps. Now let me see if there's something that we can help her get off the symbolic sick, sick bed. Now I see all the souls that were on the rim moved back. They they did what they wanted to do, and I want to thank everybody for taking part in and helping with giving that support to her. Um, okay, well, what's coming up now, which is very normal, is that she's she's played out of that sick or illness pattern for so long, and I don't mean just this life; I mean many lives. And she's there's a little bit of a trepidation if she gets fully up out of the sick bed. What's what's her life going to be like? Who is she? It's it was such a strong self identity that there's real nervousness and trepidation here, and you know fear of the unknown. What is she going to find? Who is she really? And so I want you know right now I'm also feeling some pain. So I want to just allow her to release pain as she's sitting by the side of the bed. I don't want to forget that, and I want to draw in. Uh, whatever energies that would help her release pain. It's as some of it is fear, real fear, real, real fear, because, okay, it's not just not knowing who she is, but there's also fear where she has to confront what she's thought of as flaws. Okay. Once you have the freedom, you get out of the sick bed. Once you have the freedom to be more, to, to have a fuller life, 
Then what comes up? Ugh, the fears of failure. The fears of I'm not good enough. I'm not able enough. I'm not competent enough. I'm not deserving enough. And so that's what's coming up now. So I want to have her start to release all of those fears, all of those questioning, the self-doubt, all the self, the belief in all, that she has all these flaws. And I want all those flaws, known and unknown, to just come out like scarves continually come out from the sleeve of a clown. I want all those perceived flaws, all those beliefs that you're less than, that you are unable, that you are lacking, that you can't do it, that you don't deserve it. All of these things, all the fears, all the fears that you're flawed, everyone is now going to see how flawed you are, okay? That's what's coming up now. Now everyone's going to see that I might as well be sick because I can't do anything anyway. That's the kind of logic or certainly illogic that's coming up from that maid, from her mind. So we want to release all that self-doubt, all the self-questioning, all the confusion, all the fears, all the, the, the stories we tell ourselves, all the beliefs that we're flawed. And we just, you know, all of that. And it's just coming out. It's just flowing out of the heart center. It's flowing out of the throat. It's flowing out of the top of the head. And I want to send in all the energy we can to help her see that that's only her viewpoint. It's not who she really is. That's what we want to, to do. So I want divine vision, clarity of vision, divine understanding, expanded perception, divine nurturing, divine connection again, divine strength. Okay. I feel like she's getting ready to step off the couch. <laughs> I feel like she's getting ready. She's on the couch. I mean, the, the sick bed. She's getting ready. She's getting ready. She's taking divine breath. I want her to take a divine, divine breath to move in so she can take a deep breath and jump down. Okay. So, she is down off the sick bed. She still has one hand on it like she could just jump right back up. <laughs> just jump right back up like, you know, sometimes we do. We want to just feel the security of our safety zone because for her it was a security point. Oh, heck. My phone is ringing. I don't know how to stop it. Okay, so we're just releasing, 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 rele releasing, releasing, releasing all of that security point, all the trepidation, all the nerves. And she's now actually looking up and seeing her surroundings. And symbolically, she's now seeing that there's so much more that she could, she never thought about because she was so, her, you know, she had like blinders on or she had like a tunnel vision about the illness. And now those, not, I'm sure not all of them, but enough blinders have moved away that she can actually see the beauty and the excitement and be excited, you know, with the world the, to, to understand that there's so much more out there. 
And so I want to call in divine anticipation, divine joy, all of those things, divine excitement, divine motivation to jump into and get get involved in, um, you know, just get involved in life. And she was facing away from me for some reason because the bed was sort of facing me. And when she went to the side of the bed, she was turning away. And she's just turned back to me and she's got tears in her eyes. There, there are tears in her eyes. It's as if there's this relief and joy that she feels like there's been, um, that she's free. There's a freedom here, a divine yes to life, divine yes to herself. Divine yes to um, more. She's also acknowledging this. I don't think this has happened before, but this is also bringing tears to my eyes because she's looking around the rim and as an acknowledgement to each and every one of you that are part of the show, either listening live or archived. And she is in her way, sending thanks and appreciation. And, you know, I'm sort of a crybaby, so here I am. Tearing up, guys, but um, it's very special. Now, the higher selves have their, okay, symbolically, they're moving the bed away from her. They didn't take it away completely, but she's. they want her to try standing on her feet. They want her to so she's standing on the hub, on her feet. She's not holding onto the bed. And we can all send her through the Rainbow Bridge because the Rainbow Bridge now is the platform, some energies of divine support, uh, divine foundation, divine strength. We can do that one again. Divine connection and divine love and divine hope. And so we're going to, and I see it now, moving in into her and just she's feeling more solid, more connected, more um, ready to move out, to take steps forward into an, a different life, a completely different life, one without the chronic and constant illness patterns and the focus on the illness. I'm seeing that she's letting in people that she's kept at a distance. There's two or three souls that step forward onto the platform to show that they're with her. Um, I get a very, very strong sense of the that they came and that she had kept them out. They, she kept them at bay. It was almost if you know when you're focused on the illness pattern and you know you may die. That you know, maybe you keep people at bay, maybe you create a barrier between yourself and others. I don't know, but these people have come in. There's two or three, um, I'm not sure who they are, but I don't think it's important. And they're reaching out for her, she's responding, and it's as if she's being shown and coming to understand that she isn't alone, and that is really helping her. So it's divine connection to the self and to others. And so it's allowing the, the blinders were not only blinding her and keeping her 
focused on the illness. It was also uh, keeping out um, the, con- the connections that she could have. Many of the connections I feel before could have been based on either guilt or uh, shoulds or shouldn'ts or obligations or that sort of thing because she was ill and people felt responsible. This is a more, um, and, you know, a lot of that is understandable. I don't mean that it, you know, and normal part of the human condition. But now I feel like the connections are going to be deeper and truer, deeper and really meaningful, more unconditional, without the the normal guilt kind of thing that could be present and and would probably be present uh, without people even being aware sometimes. So it feels really good. I feel like this healing now for Alicia is winding down. And I don't know, it just feels really good, guys. So um, the higher self is now wrapping her in the cocoon of energy. And they're taking away the bed, the symbolic bed, just to show me that she is standing on her own two feet and she's it's as if she's got two people her arms uh linked with two people and she's now walking forward it's as if she were crippled before and she's had a miracle or something and she can now walk it's like she couldn't walk before of course it was symbolic and now she can walk and she's trying out her new legs so to speak and she's walking around with the help of the two people she's walking around on the symbolic on the platform and trying out her new legs the legs of independence the legs of wholeness the legs of health and vitality and expansion in the life pattern and now she's waving and she's she knows that we have another another healing to do and off she's going and it's very very wonderful ah wow 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 guys i'm sorry for the interruption with the phone um i have a house phone that i use for um my clients when i do sessions and i don't give the number out to anyone and one or two other people have it but so it probably rings once or twice a month not even twice a month. So that was just unexpected. Anyway, so that was an incredible healing. That was really incredible, guys. And I want to thank everyone for being part of it. And I hope that each and every one of you did releases on your own. I'm sorry I didn't pay attention. I'm a bit discombobulated this morning. I hope you don't mind. But it doesn't mean the healing isn't going to be as powerful as it can possibly be. The I can be kind of a mess and it, the healing can still work really great. <laughs> That's the good news. Um, but in any case, I'm excited. It was a really great healing. I mean, wow. Now, we're going to go to the planet Earth. I wish I could give you a three-minute break. I don't have any break stuff, you know, that, that a lot of radio shows have. But in any case, we're gonna, I'm going to talk to you a bit about the heart of the Earth. I had said early on that we're going to be doing a healing on the earth. I wanted to do a healing on the heart of Alicia and then the heart of the earth. And it was the 
seeming or coincidental success of my working on the planet um, a few weeks ago, and we now have gotten above average rain in this month, um, I, I really was heartened and inspired by the idea that the healings on the earth can really help. So when I decided to do the healing on Alicia's heart, I thought, okay, I'm going to do the heart of the earth, not knowing really what that meant, okay? Because as I said earlier, how can, what's the heart of the earth? You know, we don't really have, we can't anthropomorphize because there aren't organs in the same way that we have organs or that animals have organs. What's at the heart of a plant? We don't know. I mean, it's, they don't have the organ of the heart. So I just went on faith, and then this morning I thought, well, I better talk to the higher self because I don't want to be a complete idiot on my show. <laughs> and so I did. And here's it, it's going to take me a little bit of time to explain, but I think you might find it very, very interesting. When I went into work this morning, the higher self reminded me of the times uh, this is men, if, quite a few years ago now, I would say somewhere between six and ten years ago. <laughs> I'm really bad with time and numbers, so I'm not sure. But I started working with what the higher self call the depth soul. Now, what is the depth soul? Well, I really didn't know, but they would use that term. And so I st- started at one point to do to try to figure it out. And where I was brought when I was, this was now, whatever, years ago, was I was brought to the part of my soul that could be considered the first mind of my human life, okay? So to to be clear, every life that we have, it the this is the, the higher self definition, okay? So it may not coincide with anybody else's, but each life we are processing through a mind. The mind is an aspect of our soul, and the mind of the life is where we feel, we think, we imagine, we feel, you know, we process all the 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 experiences, the totality of the life. When we die, the mind the body is laid aside, the mind becomes one with the soul. So each life, when we lay aside the body, the mind then becomes, joins with the conglomerate soul. So you could view the soul as the minds of the past, okay? And the soul contains the minds of the past from the time we were minerals. So it contains all of the experiences that we've ever had, not just the human lives. I know this is weird, (laughs) very weird, but so the death soul was the first life, at least that's what came up for me six or ten years ago. Maybe if I went in now, I might see it a little bit different, but I'm explaining this to you because it is going to be used symbolically to explain the heart of the planet, okay? So symbolically, in order to understand the symbol for the, when I'm going to explain to you about the planet, you have to understand this. So what I found at my depth soul was something so deep. Now I interpreted it as the first mind, the first experience uh, in the human kingdom. Now it may not, it may have been even deeper than that, but it was this really 
powerful part of me. It was like the heart of who I am. Now, what was in that space? I communicate, and that was a long time ago. I didn't write it down. I, I did it when I was out walking many, many times, or I was working just with friends, and we never taped it. We never wrote it down. So I'm going by, I'm going by memory. But it's, I felt it started to talk with me. I was able to have conversations with this heart of me. And while it was conversing with me, I could see it had tremendous wisdom because it had seen every single life that I have ever had. It had seen everything. It had been a part of everything. It had been with me for my whole journey through the human kingdom. So it carried this tremendous knowledge, tremendous wisdom, but it also carried this tremendous sadness, just this absolutely despair. And it took me a while because I was so sort of, I remember at the time, I was so sort of amazed that I was communicating with this part of me and all of that, that it took me a while to really hone in on it. And finally I said, why is there so much despair and sorrow there? And what it said was, it's there because I've watched the suffering, the endless suffering throughout my journey of the soul, my own suffering, but even more the suffering of others. I mean, it was as if she, this part of me, and it was female in nature, was so overwhelmed with a complete sorrow and despair of man's inhumanity to man and all of the suffering and all of the cruelty and all of the pain. All of, oh, she, it, it, she just, it was almost uncontainable. It was so deep. So I said, well, let's work on that. Let me, Because, you know, she's really part of me. Remember, guys, this is part of me. So I'm like, I don't want that, that in there. So I said, let's work on it. So I did. And we spent a long time to release this very, very deep, very, very intense sorrow and despair. And I really started to not only feel lighter, but I could really sense her feeling lighter. I really sensed her being able to let in hope and joy in a way that I had not experienced with her at all. The wisdom and the knowledge and all of the that that she had didn't go away. It was still there, really prominent. But instead of the despair, I really felt joy and hope move in. And it was... It was profound experience for me, and the higher self when they brought when when I asked them, they brought that to to my they reminded me they said, "Remember this this experience you had and they said in some ways, you can look at that depth soul as the heart of who you are, the heart of who you are it's it's as if it's the meat of who you are, you know, <laughs> so I'm doing my best to explain, so they said all souls." have, including the planet, even if we can't imagine or anthropomorphize the heart of, of a soul, of a mineral or of a plant or the planet, it is similar to that. And we can use that depth soul analogy when working on healing the heart of the planet. 
because the planet, just like my depth soul, the planet has been here for the totality of its journey, that heart of that planet, that depth soul of that planet, of this planet, of any planet, has been here through the whole journey and has and is housing these these other souls. Some planets don't house other souls, but this planet is one that does, and there are millions of planets that do. But in any case, we're working on our planet today. Um, oh, and the higher selves are just telling me working on this planet is actually the energy and the work and the healing is actually going to be going out to other planets that house human house human life. Who knew that? Not me. But it's not surprise because that energy is powerful. We bring it, guys, together. We bring it as a as a as a bunch of listeners. So what we're going to do is we're going to work on the planet's depth soul, the heart of the planet. And I don't know what we're going to find there, but it has been here for billions of years. So it's got to be carrying a lot. So we'll have to see. And I don't know yet. I know for me, I I've had a profound shift in my energetic field when I worked on my depth soul. I just felt better. <sighs> Even though I wasn't someone that on the outer reality was always in despair. I wasn't. But there was a lightness and it just allowed more lightness and more joy into my life. So I hope whatever the results are for the planet itself, probably we won't get any feedback on it, but maybe we will in some way. Uh, I'm going to, I just know the higher self, when I was doing it, they reminded me that all souls, and I mentioned this earlier, have chakras. All souls have the energetic bodies. All souls have the pure soul essence. So even though we can't fully grasp and imagine what the soul of a planet would be like, we have to keep in mind that just as we've accumulated a lot of energetic trash, garbage, uh, weight, misunderstandings, emotional blueprints, habits, thoughts, self-identities that, that are, you know, solidified, whatever we've accumulated in its own way, the planet has also accumulated this. So we want to go in and see what we get, okay? Um, and I'm asking for all of you to take part. Whatever I get on the planet, everybody can release because everybody has a depth soul. However, we want to view it or look at it because it's hard to verbalize and really put words around I want to I want all of you to be working on the heart of you as well as sharing your energy so that we're working on the heart of the planet. Okay. So I want everyone to move back into the place of uh, the amalgamated state. We don't need to spend a lot of time on this. Uh I feel that everything is still in place. The forever now moment is in place. And it's now encompassing the planet itself. The planet is also moving into the the pure soul essence of the planet itself. It's been activated and it's amalgamated with the planet and with all of us. The light, its light, is now moving in through and around the forever now moment. The planet is also being moved upon the 
to, to and is sitting on the the hub. Alicia is not no longer there. She went skipping off symbolically. <laughs> anyway, the planet is very small. I'm seeing the symbol of a planet like a globe you might use in a school or something like that, maybe a little larger than that. And also the the amalgamation with the originating source is in place and we are protected, connected, and um, completely uh, as one, completely amalgamated with the divine energies. Okay, so now what I'm seeing flashed at me is symbolically at the center of the planet. Now, it may not be at the center of the planet. Our heart isn't symbolic, it isn't actually at the center of our body, but symbolically I'm seeing it at the heart of the planet, uh, right in the center of the planet, just is flashing me a symbol so that I have something to to begin with. And, and I've certainly never done this before, so you're in it with me from the beginning. Uh, I just have a lot of faith, I should say. Um, I trust that the higher self will move me and all of us along on this healing. Now, right now, the the flashing is showing me a a a color that I would consider to to indicate um, in, infection or um, inflammation. There's a lot of irritation here. There's a lot. I mean, you might imagine it like magma, but the it, but at the core of the actual planet, I think it's it's solid. It's the magma is not part of the core, but it just it seems burning and um, symbolically uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of irritation here so what I'm just going to do is I'm symbolically going to take like light lasers and I'm going to drill down from the surface of the planet symbolically with the light lasers remember it's just a symbol and we're going to start to allow this irritation this fiery, uh, angry, there's anger here. Oh, my goodness, who knew? There's a lot of anger here, a lot of uh, irritation and rage even. There's rage here. I mean, who the heck knew that? So anyway, I'm asking that it be released, and it is now the, the things that I've drilled symbolically with the laser light down through the planet are now openings where some of this rage can move out, this anger, this irritation, this irritability, this frustration is now coming out. There's a sense of injustice here, a sense of how dare you here. Oh, my goodness. And as it moves up the, the lighted holes, you know, the holes that were drilled, and it's moving out into the light, it is being neutralized, and I'm getting now this sense of injustice, this sense of uh, rage and, and how it gets treated. It feels unseen and unheard, guys, okay? It feels like we, like it's been treated like it's unimportant. It feels, um, yikes, I mean, this makes sense to me, but I didn't know that I would find this. It feels, um, um, it just feels attacked. It feels, uh, there's a tremendous amount of discomfort. It, it just doesn't feel balanced. It feels there's illness patterns that it's carrying. So I want to have it continue to release 
illness patterns and discomfort and imbalances and whatever it is, and also the anger at un- injustice, the the misunderstandings, the misconceptions that it has, because like us, it also carries misunderstandings and misconceptions. It doesn't understand why it isn't respected and valued and treated in the way that it deserves. And the this is the at least part of the source for the anger that it's feeling. And so I wanted to release the, all of the ideas and that, that it's unseen and unheard and that, um, and all the feeling that it has that there's a sense of demanding here. It demands that it's seen and heard. It demands that we pay attention. It's, angry it feels justified in its anger and it almost feels like there's a sense of vengeance here there is a sense you know it wants to avenge itself it feels so much pain and suffering and it's not just recently this is a long time but i don't know i would say certainly millennium and and in some ways it was worse before than it is now. In some ways, it's worse now than it was before. But it's just been, there's a sense of vengeance that desires vengeance upon us. It didn't know that it signed up for this. And doesn't this sound so familiar? Oh, my gosh. I know I felt certain things like this. I know other people have felt certain things like this. How dare it happen to me? What did I do to deserve it? Why can't why aren't people seeing me? It just is so similar, and that's what I'm getting. It just feels absolutely how dare how dare it happen? I didn't sign up for this is what I'm hearing it say. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for all this discomfort, all this pain, all this attack, all this hurt, all this pollution, all this uh cruelty. I didn't sign up for any of this. Why? Why? I didn't know. I I was unaware. You know, and, and here it comes, guys. The victim pattern. It feels like a victim. It feels like a victim. And aren't we so familiar with this? Because it's part of the human condition. So I don't know if I'm just anthropomorphizing, but boy, I... I've been thinking about this for a couple of days. These things just didn't come up in my mind ever. So I want to just let go. I wanted to let go of the victim pattern. I want to let it to let go of the sense of powerlessness it feels, the sense that it's been violated. There's a sense of violation here, like it's been raped. It's really intense. So I want all of that to let go, and I can feel the pain. There is a deep-rooted, deep-seated pain here just so much pain pain and suffering so much pain and suffering so much and it is letting it go and the 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 holes that we that i drilled in the symbolic holes to help release have now opened up and so the release is actually moving fairly well uh, I want to infuse into it divine understanding, divine um, divine love, divine power, divine connection, 
really clarity of vision and expanded perception. It's, it's as if it mirrors a lot of what the humanities feel. This sense of wanting vengeance, wanting to avenge, wanting to hurt others, wanting to get back at. You know, all the way from the eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and to other things like, you know, needing to avenge someone's honor or avenge someone's death. There's all bunches of this stuff in here. Let's just let all of this go. And again, I want to call in divine understanding and divine nurturing and and divine serenity. I want to bring in, um, again, that expanded perception because the viewpoint is is one that feels it's old. It's been there for a long time, and it's sort of trapping the soul, keeping it from moving forward because it has its focus on getting back at. And the planet is a powerful, powerful place. It can bring us earthquakes and volcanoes and all sorts of tsunamis and weather patterns and etc. So we want it to release all of this getting back at. This reminds me of the the rains, you know, the in, in the, the biblical flood, you know, the planet getting back at, getting a vengeance on on souls. Now, I don't think that was really the whole meaning about the the ark and all of that, the, the flood in the Bible. That's some parable, and I'm not that uh, up on exactly all the, the deeper meanings of it, but it kind of reminds me of the idea that the planet itself could wreak vengeance, wreak havoc on, this, on itself, on those souls it is housing. Now, I do feel, I want to call in divine breath, because I do feel a slowing down of this vengeance being let go into the light and released and neutralized. I do feel a slowing down. Now, there is pain there and there's sorrow, a lot of grief. So we want that grief. It's it's pain and feeling sorrow for itself, but it also is beginning to release the pain and the sorrow for others. It's coming to understand that it's not the only thing that suffered, that many of the souls housed on the planet have suffered in many different ways, and it hurts for those souls. It hurts for those souls at a very deep level. There is a lot of pain here being released, a lot of grief. Um, It's beginning to move out of its own way, so to speak, because it's being able to see Okay, maybe it didn't sign up for this. Maybe it wasn't, it didn't realize from the get-go that this is the kind of thing that it was going to move into. But because remember, the, the awareness of the planet mirrors the awareness of the souls upon it. 
So in the early days when there were only minerals on this planet, it, the planet's awareness was very low. And as the planet's awareness moves up, it can then bring in higher and higher levels of souls upon it. So it is, it's, it's a mirror right now. It's a mirror for all the souls upon it. We're, the, we're, they're mirroring each other, however you want to say it. So we, I can see it moving away from that really difficult, painful, angry place. And it, it feels like it's opening its symbolic eyes. The eyes are being opened. It's beginning for the first time because it was so cut, so tunnel vision around the, you know, I didn't sign up for this, I'm a victim, you know, I want vengeance, that kind of thing. It was so tunnel visioned about that that it, it really had a hard time focusing on much of anything else. And it is now, I do sense the proverbial eyes are being opened. And and I'm calling in divine love again to really bathe, to move in through and around the planet and right into the heart of the planet. And I want to bring in hope to divine hope and divine awareness and divine understanding. I'm sorry. I'm having some quiet moments here, but I have to, it's something new. So it takes me a few moments sometimes to really focus in because that's not something I do every day. And so I'm just trying to watch the energies as they work. And I feel this beautiful, I would say, a blue-green, but shades of blue and shades of green. Just, it's, But it's very crystalline-looking, like a shiny-ish. is <laughs> moving right in the heart of the planet. Now, I might have thought it would have been a pink, but it is this beautiful blue-green, and it's very, very balanced, and it's just moving around at the heart, the symbolic heart, and that it is moving in through and around the totality of the planet and is beginning to engulf the planet itself. And it feels like it's a very balancing kind of energy that is bringing um, a state of health there's um, a state of health and a state of balance that's moving up and it's moving into the totality of its physical body and its etheric bodies. And it's also available for the souls upon the planet, their physical body and their etheric bodies. So it's a very powerful energy field that the higher selves are providing And I'm still feeling that there needs to be some more releases from the heart of the planet. So we have a little more time. So I want to just see if there's anything else in there that I didn't mention or if it's just more of what we've already been working on. This is some real blackness is all I can call it. And it's coming up, it is being released, it's coming up from the center of the planet and it's being moved out 
into the light. It's coming up past the surface of the planet, and it looks sort of curly-ish, almost like maybe some smoke, but it's thicker looking than smoke, but just kind of curling around and coming up out of the the earth, um, symbolically the top, but I don't know really where. And this just feels... I can't even put words around it, but symbolically, because it's so black, it looks really yucky. It looks old. It looks um, dead. So maybe that's what it's letting go of. All the death upon the planet, the death of all the souls, because the death has been massive. It's not just human death. It's plant and animal death. It is a massive amount of death that it has experienced. It's each and every death has touched this planet. And honestly, it's also making me cry because there is such a vast experience of death. I mean, we think about our lives and death touches us many times over a lifetime where it's family members who die and friends and family or people in the news that we've we've we're loyal to or we care about even if we don't know them. And so maybe in our lifetimes there're 10 or 50 or 100 even 500 deaths that we, uh, if we live through a war, it could be way more than that, that we carry the, 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 the sorrow, the hurt, the, the pain, the suffering, and all of that. But the planet, we're talking infinite numbers of death that it has experienced, and it takes in at some imprint level all of the death upon the planet. Um, wow. And so it's letting go of the trauma, the pain, the hurt, the um, just anything that whatever the death would represent. And that's why I'm, I'm having a hard time finding words because I don't know what a death of a plant would be like for the planet. I don't know. So I can't put exactly, it's hard to anthropomorphize, but I do see an endless stream of black moving out of the planet center, out of its heart and into the symbolic light. Now, this is interesting. The idea that's coming to me now is one of the things the higher selves have told us for ever since I started was that one the important, some four important, and I've said this on the radio before, that four important issues or patterns or belief systems that we have to work on are illness, aging, death, and dying. And it's as if the planet itself needs to release the death and dying as well. Uh, we've been working in our own way on the illness patterns, um, the the blights, the hurts, the wounds, whatever. We've been working on our both in this healing and the, my previous healings. But this is the death part, the death and the dying. All of the experiences of death and dying that the planet has uh taken on has felt some would be more significant than others some would hit it more 
more, you know, hard, but there have been so many that it's just almost this endless stream of death and dying experiences moving out. It's almost as if the souls upon the planet were its children and it's experienced so many children dying. Now, some of the deaths have been natural and easy and understandable and the life lived by whatever child it was was a good life, a productive life, a happy life. But there were other many other instances where the deaths were um, premature, painful, um, very, very difficult for the planet to experience. And this was part of its what I picked up originally, it was part of its feeling it wanted vengeance and feeling angry because it didn't know it was signing up for this. So I'm feeling really good about this, releasing this death and dying issues. It's still a very steady stream. I don't know that we're going to be able to get to all of it because, oh my God, it's a lot. Um, but I do feel it's just interesting what I sense what I'm sensing is now that the, the death is coming out in a steady stream, I'm sensing the inner layers of the planet itself going through in a cleansing process of some sort. Like instead of being sort of dark and heavy, it's a lot of that darkness is coming up through the death process and it actually feels like it's clearing the body of the planet similar to what it would do for us. So, wow. And everybody, you can all work on releasing death and dying. I never got to that when I started doing the illness, aging, death and dying, I don't know, a long time ago now. And I have quite a few uh, radio shows coming up in August and then maybe one in September where I have to pre-tape a show and I was thinking of going back and doing the death and dying. But here's an opportunity for everyone to move right along with with the, the planet because you, we've all been dying and died with every single lifetime. It is a pattern in virtually every single lifetime. So everybody can release the death and dying that you might have experienced, the pain, the suffering, the horror, feelings of betrayal, feelings of helplessness or powerlessness or uh, whatever you might think or that whatever comes up for you related to the death and dying process. And I probably will do a show on it and we'll go into more depth. But you can get started here. You can get started right along with the planet to release all the death and dying experiences, traumas, fears, Uh, hurts, wounds, pain, suffering, grief, sorrow, despair, guilt and shame. Those are coming up too. The planet too has issues with wondering what its part was in all the problems, blaming itself. Um, Interestingly enough, it carries that. Now, I'm certainly anthropomorphizing here, but there is something coming up about maybe it was responsible for some of these deaths. Maybe because it, the volcano erupted, because it was 
angry or what? I don't know, because obviously it's not the logic, you know, they think this and then the consequence is that. It's a planet. So a lot of these are automatic pilot. It's automatic. It's instinctive. But at some level, the planet is wondering if it too has carrying some sort of some sort of um, responsibility. So I want to, it to release all of that self-attack, self-denigration, self-blame, and whatever level that comes up in a, with a planet. And I would like to um, send in right to the heart of the planet yet again divine love and divine hope. I want some, uh, I feel like we need some gold and silver energy in there. Um, It represents the male and the female aspect, female nature, gold being the male and silver being the female. And I'm asking that that move in and do whatever it needs to do. Divine healing, divine balance, that already did come in with the green and blue energy, but can't hurt to put more in there. Wow. I am finally seeing the death and dying thing slowing down and... <clears throat> It has cleared much from its itself, whatever, however you want to look at it. I want to call in divine material balance. And divine material balance is um, the energy that was infused upon the, within the planet when it was first formed. And it carries that divine material balance, which is um, the manifestation, material materializing from the abstract to the concrete in a balanced manner. So I'm sending in, uh, it's an energy that any soul upon the planet is here to, because it needs it. And so I want to send in this divine material balance again to reinforce it, to empower it so that it can be um, even more Intense, and it can also work for itself on itself. You know, it's the I have planet. And if you don't have something, if you have a lack, you have the lack. And you don't want to have the lack. You want to have the manifestation of things in your life that, that you want. You want to materialize from the abstract idea of what you need, what you want, what you would, whatever would bring you joy or fulfillment into the actual material world. And we want that for the planet too. We want it to manifest the I have balance and health. I have joy. I have um, fulfillment. I have love. So we want all of that to be in the planet too. Now, that silver and gold kind of bothers me. I don't know why I thought to put it in there, but it's sort of at the center of the planet. And it just feels kind of heavy, but maybe it's building a new foundation. I'm not sure. I want the higher selves to please 
do whatever with that silver and gold that's appropriate. And they're assuring me that it is appropriate. It's as if it's creating a, a new foundation instead of that irritation and inflammation and all the anger and the rage and all that was in there. It's got this balance in it. And the male and the female aspects, when they combine, they are they create. And so it's going to enable the planet to create and bring into, to manifest into the outer reality its own balance and harmony and health and perfection. Okay, so that, I guess, is supposed to be in there. Okay. The planet is now being encompassed in that beautiful cocoon energy to help it con- to continue to process and to also acclimate to what we did, and um, all of the, the all of us on the planet is also being housed in here. So maybe we all need the same energy as well. My feeling is that we're very connected with the planet on multiple levels, and so whatever the planet was healing, we're all uh, partaking and and being uh, we're drawn into the healing as well. And with that, I really, I see the the forever now moment being closed up, and I really want to thank everybody for being a part of it and being with me as I stumble forward. (laughs) I know, I know with a deep, deep, profound knowing that we do help the planet even when we can't find the exact words, even when we can't explain exactly how it works. Uh, The higher selves have shown me over the last 30 plus years just how profound and how um, amazing the energies are that we bring in in the amalgamation, that what the, we're so unlimited. And so why not help heal the planet? We all know it needs healing. And, you know, if anybody has any feedback for me, please contact me at JanetRichmond.com. No, it's Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Sorry, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Email me. Let me know. Let me know anything you picked up, anything you sensed, any ideas that came to your mind, anything, because we're in this together, guys. We're learning together. This is the beauty of this show. I'm very much able to move this work forward, move the understanding forward, help on a much bigger level than just one-on-one because of the show. And I have endless, endless gratitude for everyone that's part part of the show, and I have endless uh, appreciation for all that we do. So anyway, with that, I think I'm going to close the show down. I'm pretty out of it now, and I wasn't really in it when the show started. <laughs> Just kind of bumbled along a little bit today, uh, but I said work was really good. We did a lot, so thank you, thank you, thank you, and I will be with you next week. Okay. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website 
at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.